Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording not so live from our Podstream studios. Folks, I am taking one more quick day. I will be back live on Tuesday, but I'm hoping that you will get in to this really important conversation with trans actress Alexandra Gray about what it means to be both black and trans in Hollywood, to be pursuing a career in an industry that doesn't oftentimes see you or appreciate you. And it's particularly in a society that doesn't want to see trans people or appreciate trans people and instead creates policies to shrink them. And so in this conversation, Alexandra and I unpack a lot of recent news around homophobia and transphobia within hip hop culture that we have seen. And we talk about the responsibility that you have as an activist to uphold and hold an entire community and how that presents both a burden but also a privilege to be able to do that work. So I hope that you enjoy my conversation with the fabulous and beautiful and brilliant Alexandra Gray. I am so excited to welcome to Woke AF for the first time, actress, activist, just amazing all-around person, Alexandra Gray, who I had the pleasure, what feels like, girl, oh, I don't know, it feels like 100 years ago when we yeah. met uh, at Sundance. Uh, I guess it was it 2020? It was, 2020 it was January. Tw- yeah, it was January 2020. So we had we no idea. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we were the star. We were the petri dish, is what everybody says. You know, we were the one that you know got everybody infected. <laughs> we literally had no idea that in but uh, two months uh, the world would be turned upside down, and it was so wonderful 
to get to meet you um, in that panel discussing, you know, what it's like to be young, black, queer, um, and navigating, you know, this, this industry, this, this, this work, doing this work. Um, you have been doing so much. I don't even know where to begin, but I actually just want to start off with, Alexandra, how have you been feeling these days? You know, like there has been, I mean, in the midst of living in this health pandemic, you know, they haven't stopped killing black people, haven't stopped killing black trans women. Um, you know, there is so much good that I have seen through this pandemic, so much I have gratitude for, but then so much that makes me so um, deeply grief stricken. And so I just want to, you know, start off by saying, like, how have you been managing during this time? You know, I I was doing OK for a minute. Like after we got the vaccines, I thought things were going to get better. And then now, and, and just in terms of COVID, uh, now with the Delta variant coming around, it's been it's been a lot because it feels like things are are not progressing, and we haven't really learned from our mistakes. Um, and so that has that made me feel uneasy. But in terms of the social issues that are continuing to plague uh, our country. Um, yeah, it's just, it's trash at the end of the day. And, um, I can't, I mean, just today I saw another black trans woman murdered, um, you know, and by, by, by man. And it just, you know, it feels like it, it's hard to kind of stay hopeful, but I mean, you have to, but when you see stuff like that, you know, that's someone that's just like me. So mm -hmm. it just, it's scary. You know, I it can't, I can't live my life in fear, but it's 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 tough because every time I, I feel like I'm always looking over my shoulder because I'm like, well, I'm Alexandra Gray. You know, people may know that I'm trans, right? And if they decide right. to right have an issue with me for whatever reason, that could that be me? It's like so uh, a lot of anxiety, <laughs> um, but just really trying to stay positive and hopeful that you know we're going to keep talking about these issues. We're going to keep calling people out on this stuff, uh, homophobia and transphobia, and that it will change and get better. You know, how has it been? Because you have been gracing covers of magazines. We have seen, you know, beautiful trans women of color, black trans women uh, in Hollywood really rising, right? What is it like to kind of be at this moment where, there is both more of a positive, right? I mean, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I see it as more of a positive um, reflection of, of where society is trending when we can celebrate artists like yourself and actresses like yourself, as well as Angelica Ross, as well as Laverne Cox, as well as Janet Mock, um, and others that are, are creating such beautiful work, right? And, and, and paving a pathway where I would argue five years ago, 10 years ago was non-existent, right? In a, in yeah. a lot of ways. And so what does it feel like to be part of this, this incredible movement and moment? Well, I definitely, uh, I'm, I'm obviously very blessed. I'm so, I'm, every day I wake up and two words that I, I live by are grace and gratitude. That was something an actress uh, taught me on the set was to always have grace and gratitude. And so, of course, there are politics, right? 
Um, so just because I am trans and I'm working in trans Hollywood, if you will, uh, I'd be foolish to think that there wouldn't be politics and there wouldn't mm-hmm. be colorism, racism, you know, ageism, yep. all those things. Um, and so I will say that there are days where it's tough. I feel like Dorothy Dandridge and Hattie McDaniel, like trying to do the impossible is. And then some days I am very much like, wow, we're making a lot of progress. But I will say too, that I'm honored, right? I remember 10 years ago, uh, when I got disowned from my family, and Mm. I was homeless. And I remember seeing Laverne Cox, you know, out there grinding and really trying to make it as an actress. And I said, I'm gonna be like her. And so I Mm. think to even be sitting here in this moment with you and and for you to mention my name with the likes of her is like, wow, you know, full circle moment, like that's really cool. (laughs) Um, But I will say that I'm very humbled and grateful. I I know even just five years ago when I really got started doing TV that, you know, there weren't an abundance of trans characters like there are. And now we're starting to see trans characters in series regular roles, leading roles, uh, more recurring roles. And when I started, I I can count on the time that I was the only trans person on on time. So now it's a blessing to see that we're making so much progress. So I'm super honored to. I mean, you have been a series regular on Empire. You have been, you know, on 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 leading shows on on CBS. Do you feel like there is a um? a lot more character development around what you're being offered, meaning that it's not just these, you know, stereotypical roles. Like when we, you know, that it is, you're able to really show the breadth and depth of your talent now, or do you still feel like you're breaking out of what the perceived notions and boxes are when people do know that you are obviously black and trans, you know, do you feel limited or do you feel like that kind of barrier is being released a bit? You know, I'll say, well, I've never been a series regular yet, but I appreciate the foreshadowing. Okay. Let me foreshadow. Not- I did it. You know what? I did the same thing to Lena Waithe. And I said that I said, Oh, Emmy award before she had anything. And she's like, I'm not there yet, Danielle. And I said, okay. So just you saying, speaking I, put that. It out there. I, I speak it out. I, I appreciate that you are speaking that to me. Um, but I have had a, a, a significant recurring roles. Like I've recurred on many, many shows. So I, I know that it's coming. And so I really appreciate you saying that. Um, but I do feel, I will say the last show that I worked on MacGyver, which is an action adventure series. I'm like, what oh. is this black girl doing in the middle of this action show on CBS? Uh, but I really, that that was the closest that I felt. And for the first time in any of the roles that I've done, where I felt like an intricate part of the story, meaning that if I wasn't in the episode, you couldn't tell the episode. Usually like on Empire, uh, I loved it because I got to play a superstar, but (laughs) my storyline was kind of working in conjunction with like the main storyline. So it's like all the main characters have this world they're in and I'm kind of have my own trans black story over here. Got it. And with MacGyver, it was great because it was like, I was a part of main cast, baby. Okay. Mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. in the war room solving the case. And it was like, you needed her. And so I, 
I love that because it gave to spread my wings as an actor and artist. And so I, and for, and so I feel like that's progress, you know, that I shot that during, during the pandemic. Um, and I think we're making just more progress. So I'm excited to see the roles that continue to come because I don't mind playing trans roles. Okay. Well, so that's, trans- that was going to be that. This is going to be my next question to you though, is, you know, do, you know, you say that you don't mind, do you, is, is the, do you want to mix, right? Of just being able to, to not also play your, play your identity, but just also just play a part or does it, or, or, or do you enjoy it? Do do you enjoy both? I, I would enjoy both. I've only ever played a non-trans character once mm-hmm. on, uh, uh, how to get away with murder. Uh, shout out to Viola Davis. It was her birthday yesterday. Okay, homegirl. Yes, <laughs> She's the sweetest come person. Come on, beauty. Oh my come God. on. Come I on, star. Know. Uh, my goodness. Um, but so I played a non-trans character for the first time on that show. First and only time out of my entire television career so far. Wow. Um, and so I feel like we are trying, me and my team are trying to cross that kind of threshold of like, getting people to be like, Hey, she can play this, like cast her. <laughs> um, but also I'm not dying to play this role. Like mm-hmm. I love playing trans characters. I think trans people are like unicorns and they're beautiful humans. And um, we're so unique and different. And uh, I love telling those stories. I just don't necessarily want to always play the murderer or the junkie or the prostitute or the whore, but I would love to play a trans doctor or a trans lawyer <laughs> you know and you know but we have to we, I don't mind playing the not so glamorous role so I appreciate that I've done that but I also would like to uh, go further and show trans people um, in all aspects of the world because we exist in all aspects you know I was watching um, a really amazing interview recently uh, that went viral and I don't know if I, I think I got it. I saw it initially on Angelica Ross's page on Instagram, and it was um, the writer and the activist, uh, Alok uh, Menon. And they were talking about the, just exactly what you mentioned about trans people being a reflection, right, of the freedoms that other people do not think that they have to show up as they as their truth, right? And what makes people feel those that are anti, those that are tra- that are that are transphobic and what have you feel a certain way is that you have the audacity to live in your truth, right? Mm. To show up um, and be a reflection of the absence of that um, for the larger quote unquote mainstream community. Do you feel that way? Do you like the way in which? There is so much transphobia and even within the LGBTQ plus community that there still remains. And I tell people that because they're like, oh, no, that can't possibly be. And I was just like, oh, well, clearly you haven't done any movement work um, with uh, with the community because I'm like, because I have. And I, I I remember I found it absolutely shocking. I'm like, so we're going to like eat our own, neglect our own. Like, I just didn't understand that. But do you feel that way? Like about people who are still so phobic, right? That it is about what they are missing 
as opposed to what you need to be elevating? Yeah, I've been to lunch with like, I was with lunch with a gay man and he was like, you know, I just don't really understand the whole trans thing. Like, and it was almost like he was repulsed by, I basically said to him, I was like, do it with a man. That's not exactly cute either. If you want to try to get on me, bitch. But, um, you know, I mean, I was a little bit more graphic, but I can say that. Like, I don't, like, you don't get it. It's like, it, we're both problematic at the end of, if you want to, if, if you, if, if you're going to say that I'm problematic, but people look at us the same. But anyways, I think at the end of the day, I think there are some people that do this for like attention. All these Karen videos or people saying the N word and all these people trying to keep trans people. I feel like some of these people, and it's a very small percentage of people are doing this because I think of the attention, they just want to bring attention. I don't think that uh, some of these people are like actually like real racist. I think that some of these people are like, oh, I know that the N word oh, is going like, to mm-hmm. like, I think some people mm-hmm. perform it and it's like, I don't know if it's to go viral or if it's just like, I have nothing else better to do with my life. So I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and like call you the N word. Like, I, I, I just wish somebody, I wish somebody would, but other than that, I think exactly, I can't remember that person's name, but I saw those videos that they posted and I thought that they laid it out so beautifully. I'm like, kind of like disclosure, like you need to watch that video in order to understand because the fact that people have a problem with Lil Nas X and all all, all of this, it's like, to me, this is just a reflection of you. You know what I mean? The, The men that I've ever met that were repulsed by me or tried to misgender me or make me feel bad, ended up trying to get in my bed later on. So Mm. it's like the day, it's probably a reflection of you. And to see people living in their truth and in their authenticity to walk out our doors every single day, to see little Nas X up on the BET Awards stage saying, F you, I'm going to kiss a man because that's my right. And I deserve to. It's like, of course that's going to bother people because it's like, how dare you, you know, live your truth. That is it for today's Woke AF Daily Podcast. To hear more from today's show, including my full interview with Alexandra Gray, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. I'm back live tomorrow, folks, so buckle up. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. 
That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.